Hi, welcome to Google Am I Dying, a podcast all about our wildest Google search history. I'm Rachel. And I'm Chloe. And every week we send each other a selection of our choicest Google searches for us to analyze on this podcast, give each other points, uh, and eventually someone wins. What we win is absolutely nothing, but that's fine. We We don't need prizes, right? Nah. And actually, to be fair... What usually happens is we tie. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. We need to be more callous with each other. Let's be callous this week. Right. Okay. Ruthless. I've got my ruthless yeah. gloves on. Yes. Absolutely. Game face, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. How are you? You've just got back from Scotland. Oh, what a whirlwind. Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks. Exhausted. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was really nice. I made it back to London as well, which was a concern last week. <laughs> I know you text me like, can you please look after Draco in case I'm absolutely fucked and can't get back? I was like, of course. <laughs> What's the catch? I go there for a bit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I made it back and it was yeah. so lovely. The wedding was really beautiful. They got married in a very sweet church and then we took a coach um, out into the Highlands and we had dinner on this lake or I should say a lock. And it was amazing. Oh, that's lovely. Um, nobody was social distancing. People were sharing oh, wine bottles, uh, just drinking Uh-oh. from the neck, as you can imagine, at a typical oh, piss-up. Um, yeah, yeah. And the coach journey home was not at all socially distant. So, you know, basically, <laughs> n- nobody should come near me for two weeks because there's high chance I have COVID now. <laughs> oh, are you actually self-isolating or...? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to, because I'm trying to be responsible, right? I don't want to be part of the problem. Yeah, but, um, yeah of course. You know, I mean, no one there had symptoms or anything, but you just never know. One of the girls there works in a COVID ward, so it's like... Hmm. Oh. oh, God, really? Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Well, you sent me pictures, and it looked lovely. The bride looked beautiful. How was your speech? I think okay. People yeah. were very drunk by this point because it was after dessert. And yeah, of course. Um, I don't think anyone really, maybe even including the groom to some extent, was expecting me to be giving a speech. <laughs> uh, surprise! So, yeah, no, I think it went well, but um, I was definitely nervous because mm. everyone was enjoying themselves. The hard, stressful part of like remembering what you're supposed to do and what yeah. you stand was over, but I had this like thing to do at the end, so. Oh God! I mean, that is so stressful. I think, to be honest, the stress of um, the speech that you told me about—I I had a nightmare the other week, um, or the other day, I should say—and I had to give a speech, and it was so stressful. And I honestly think it's because of the chats we had about your speech, mm. and um, I was terrible. I had like a a series of flashcards, and I just couldn't <laughs> order them, and oh, it was horrible. I hated That's, it. So. I hate those anxiety nightmares, performance oh, issues. My God. Oh, yeah. Woke up feeling absolutely poop. Like, oh my god, I can never like deliver anything public like this ever again. Um, and then I realised it was a dream. So that's okay. <laughs> Yeah. How have you been, Rach? Oh, do you know what? I've been okay. Um, Yeah, this week's been all right, actually. Like, I actually managed to get up and do some exercise. And uh, because last week we were dog sitting and Mm, she was one of these nervous wrecks that, like, 
if I did any form of workout that involved jumping, she'd fucking bark the house down. <laughs> um, so I held off and basically used it as an excuse, being the absolute, um, you know, lazy bitch that I am. Yeah. Um, to have a week off. Uh, so I had a week off, but oh, I exercised today and then went for a run, and I just, I just feel so good for it. It's, it's mental, like. It's kind of cultish exercise, I swear mm, to God. Yeah. Like, I just feel completely different today. Like, so positive. Um, yeah, I had, had an interview again, because obviously that's ongoing. Um, but yeah, just way more positive, And I feel like my sentences string together a little bit better. Like, So yeah, a bit better. But I oh, am nice. missing the doggy presence since she's left. So less. Oh, might be time to move out and get a dog. Oh, God, I know. I'd love one. But, I mean, I can't imagine what it must have been like leaving Draco for the first time. Oh, I was in pieces. I texted I you tonight. I was like, you were like, yeah. I saw Draco today. And I was like, tell me everything. Tell me everything. <laughs> he was such a little angel, honestly. Like, he got quite bolshy, actually. You know, that little park offset your house. Yeah. Um, so we were like, you know, hanging out there and, um, he was off his lead and there was like a group of kids playing and oh he was God. like, I'm going to go and inspect. Uh-oh. And we were like, mm, we're going to let him. He was so cool. So cool. He just oh, sort of like, watched for a bit and the kids were like, Oh, he wants to play. And they started playing with him. And then he was like, oh, I've had enough now. And sort of like trotted back. Um, oh, good. He didn't bark. Not really. No, not really. Just a little bit of a like, bah, wah, and right. then was like, nah. I'm coming back. But right. it wasn't like a... Honestly, I was like, fuck it now. Oh, like, that makes me feel better. Because you started saying they were kids. When I can kind of picture who those kids might be, and he does know them, and they do always kind of want to say hi, but mm, they kind of know yeah. that he's a bit nervous. Um, yeah. But he usually just barks them down, and like, yeah, it. I'm always too scared to let him off the lead around them. So that makes oh, me... Oh, God, no. He was so well-behaved, honestly. He was like a little saint and abby could not believe that he actually naps in like his allotted (laughs) nap time she was like what the hell is this dog and she tried the whole thing about like you know making him sit and then you know what's that Uh, relaxio is that you tell him (laughs) yeah 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 i was like there's no way really she was like yeah watch 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 made him sit by the door she was like stay stay and then she was like oh relaxio and then he trotted through the door adorable i feel like he was performing yeah Um, i think he does a bit it's a little he's a little bit of a show off Oh, of course he is. Look at him. He's an absolute gent. I love him. I'm glad. I'm glad you got to see him as well. Probably very nice for him to have another sort of familiar face. Oh, he didn't care about me. He didn't care about (laughs) me at all. He was like, oh, where's Abby? Where's Abby? Abby was all he cared about. But yeah, it was very cute. But, um, But yeah, all good. Shall we play this game? Let's do it. Let's play the game. Right, I want to ask you first, actually, if that's okay. Sure. About, because I don't know how to say it, the origin of the ankh yeah. with an H on the mm-hmm. end. What is this? So, I I actually don't know how you're supposed to pronounce it, because it's Egyptian, mm. but in the US anyway, we say ankh. Um, oh, okay. But it's like, it's a cross, but instead of the little mm. bit at the top, um it's a loop if you can picture that symbol oh no i know exactly what yeah. you mean now yeah 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 yeah. so um i don't know how actually i came across this i think i like saw 
the Ankh somewhere. And I was like, and oh, I remember it was. Okay, so they were saying how the Ankh was used in Christian um, symbolism. And I was like, but that's weird because it's Egyptian, as I recall. Mm. And they were saying it was like a precursor to people wearing the crucifix. And again, I was like, well, that doesn't make sense because Jesus didn't die on an Ankh. <laughs> so I was like Googling like origin of the Ankh, right? Maybe it, you know, isn't egyptian i don't know i was just very confused so um it turns out i'll I'll go through the christian bit first that like Mm -hmm. when christians arrived in egypt around like i think they said 600 a.d or something like that um they started adopting the ankh as a symbol for christianity because it's the egyptian symbol for life and like the afterlife and to them it represented like the infinity of jesus's love or something like that um and it's like okay that makes sense and then they also made a really valid point which is like back then no one was wearing crucifixes because it'd be like too soon you know what i mean yeah that's true well yeah (laughs) too soon soon. chill out so they the the website i was reading was like it'd be the equivalent of wearing like an electric chair as an amulet or whatever and i was like okay fair i still i mean to be fair i think it's a bit weird that you're celebrating his death in that way but you know it's fine I always thought that too. I yeah, did. right? Oh, yeah, my favorite, kind of total tangent, but my, my favorite um, piece of like old Renaissance medieval art is mm. of um, the nativity. And it's yeah. like Jesus in a, in a bassinet, like in a, in, you know, a barn and everyone's around him. And it's all very sweet. In the back end of the barn, there's a picture hanging and it's Jesus on the cross. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, too soon, guys. He like just got yeah, born. Way you know? too soon. <laughs> what the fuck? That's dark. That is dark. dark. <laughs> I hate it like that. Right? Like who? What? Anyway, um, so back to the onk. Um, I found a bunch of weird stuff on this actually. So they're mm. not totally sure how it came to be, but it's a, it's one of the hieroglyphs in mm-hmm. Egyptian language um, and mm-hmm. it represents the the concept of life and the afterlife rebirth, mm. all that kind of stuff yeah. um, and so it's used interchangeably just in like regular sentences but it's used a lot as like symbols on pyramids and burial tombs and things like that because it's right. kind of sometimes seen as maybe the key to the afterlife so like you know you need this onk to get into oh, okay. the afterlife um yeah so i was like okay that's kind of more on lines of what i was thinking um but luckily before i moved on i found some other choice theories <laughs> okay um, one of them is that it represents female fertility which is oh. a lot of really nice diagrams that like line it up against a uterus and stuff and they're like look it's a uterus and i'm like mm, not quite um and <laughs> the but but that could be kind of where it came from potentially if they were sitting there embalming mummies and they found a uterus and they were like, oh, life everlasting or something. I don't know. Oh, amen. Amen. <laughs> but um, my favorite one, and this is like hardcore conspiracy theory, like right out of Ancient Aliens, I would be surprised if there was not, in fact, an episode of Ancient Aliens about this, where they think mm-hmm. that the Ankh was an early electromagnetic conducer for energy and that the ancient Egyptians had electric lamps. <laughs> uh, 
And there was these great photos showing like Tesla's um, inventions overlaid across an onk and they do kind of look similar. And they were like, this is where the, the U-shaped magnet would be. And this is where the conduction coils would be. And this is definitely an ancient Egyptian painting of a lamp with a shade. And um, <laughs> I was just like, I mean, um, guys. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of evidence against that, isn't there? Let's face it. Um, I mean, yeah. they were geniuses, though. Let's face it. That's I mean, the true. fact that very, the mere fact, sorry, that they built those pyramids and the scale of them. Yeah, it's intense. Oh, it is. I um, love ancient Egypt, and but the the concept they had electric implements and they weren't found hmm. is laughable because they found really preserved tombs and I, if i were exactly. a pharaoh i would be buried with my like home computer and my lamps if that's what i had Absolutely. you know what i mean yeah and be like look what we did come look on what i did go in i invented yeah. the lamp like <laughs> exactly but anyway uh, okay mm -hmm. interesting yeah well hmm i mean there's a lot of truths and untruths in that in your findings which I reckon makes for a good Google search because I quite like having to sift through the results. Right. You know, sometimes, sometimes you don't want a clean answer. You want right. to be presented with different um, points of view and blah, 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 blah. So I like that. So I think I'd like to give you a point. Oh, thank you. Nice one. Yes. Nice one, You're ancient welcome. Egypt. Yeah. Right. So... We're going to fast forward a couple thousand years uh, okay. and we're going to go for your Google search, which is Tinder. And it's, I can't see the full search, by the way. So it, it's okay. exciting. It just says Tinder creep Thomas McGurk fired after Sen and then it doesn't, it cuts off. Oh, so this was brilliant. This was brilliant. It kind of, I, I think, to be honest, if I look at, um, I don't know, my search history, the cookies that I accept, uh, I end up, uh, you know, with pretty trashy articles um, in my newsfeed on Facebook. Mm. Um, I mean, oh, I don't know if you've seen that documentary on Netflix, you need to. What's it called? The Social Dilemma? Have you seen it? No, that sounds amazing. Oh, it's quite scary. It's all about like, you know, how social media uses algorithms and like posts what you think you'll click, la la la. Yeah. And basically it knows me very well. Yeah. Um, because this I woke up to this this morning. And uh basically this guy, uh Thomas McGurk, um, an Australian. So th this girl and him were kind of conversing over Tinder. You know, we've been we've all been there, haven't we? Hey, hey. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. Too many times, maybe. Um, but anyway, they were chatting, and he kind of offered her, um, you know, a one night stand. Which mm -hmm. that in itself, I was talking to you know friends about this. I, I don't really have um, a problem with that because I do think that um, you know there are some women who who are looking for that as well. It's not it's oh, not yeah. a male thing to want a one night stand. I think it's it's quite. You know, it happens across the board, doesn't it? Yeah. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that per se. Um, but basically, she she kind of declined politely. Um, and her whole thing was like, I, re I regret now that I was very apologetic about the whole thing. Because quite frankly, there's nothing to apologize for. She doesn't owe him an apology um, right. for basically turning him down. Um, so she turned him down. And it 
what she got back was a tirade of voice notes, messages, all sorts, basically calling her a fat slut, that she's a whore and she's ugly. And, you know, she was only ever good for a one night stand anyway. And, you know, it's no skin off his nose that she said no, because she's fat and she's ugly and she's a whore and she's, you know, a waste of space. Basically a tirade of abuse. Jesus. Yeah, which is nuts because actually, you know, speaking to friends, it's actually happened to them, you know, in very varying degrees of severity. I'd, I'd say that this is kind of like the crazy end of the spectrum. Right, yeah. Um, but anyway, this this girl, she she sort of screen grabbed it all. That's it. You got to keep receipts on this. Oh shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Keep receipts. Keep receipts. Um, and she posted it online on social media, and basically, um, this happened in Australia, by the way. And uh, some Australian feminists basically it got picked up by by these Australian feminists, and they were absolutely outraged. Um, you know, shared it on their social media. Were like, what the fuck is wrong with these men that feel so entitled um you know and when they get turned down it turns to abuse blah blah, blah. and um it caught the attention of the ceo of the company where he was working <laughs> and they fired him on the spot they were like if we'd have known that this person's values were so misaligned with our own we wouldn't have hired him like wow you know effect yeah effective immediately got fired um so, yeah, I, I just felt like that was quite a cool victory for womankind, actually, because, I mean, I can't say it's ever happened to me, luckily. Um, you know, I think, you know, no means no, etc. But I, I don't think I've ever been abused for saying no. But I think, I don't know, it's, I've definitely heard horrible stories of, of similar mm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, but But, yeah, I just found the article really interesting because like his his name is out there his photograph is out there um the voice notes are available like i I think he's he's being you know held accountable very very publicly which i think Mm. is great that is good because you don't send those kind of messages if you're not an abusive person like he god knows what he's done but can't be lovely jubbly things like you know what i mean Mm, no absolutely not i think um you know, if you're mind to work that way, you know, if you get, because the thing is, it's not even a rejection at that point, because you haven't even met. It's not like, right. you know, you're not being broken up with horribly. Because um, the thing is, like, I think between us, we've probably been, you know, through a number of breakups or like, oh yeah, you know, been jilted or whatever. But I've never once resorted to, um, you know, basically name calling and abuse, right. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, what are we? Yeah fucking 12 yeah exactly if anything i'm too nice to people when they reject me yeah oh good luck with your life i hope you find someone wonderful that's excellent good for you (laughs) yeah yeah agreed agreed i mean i I had one like slightly toxic breakup where it was just kind of like he thought that he could like keep me close enough that he could get what he wanted but then as soon as i showed any um, signs of moving on then I was a whore then I was you know and I was just like oh, you know it's just yeah. like this feels so teenage yeah and um, that's abusive too that's just emotional yeah. using somebody yeah a hundred percent and I, I think at the time I don't think I saw it as that I think I mm. saw it as kind of like oh we're both hurting like we're going through a breakup but 
I don't know. I mean, I, I would never read through the messages now. Like, God, who has that sort of time on their hands? But, um, <laughs> you know, if I did, I think I'd be absolutely mortified. And like, if anybody right. spoke to a friend of mine in that way or, oh, God, I'd be absolutely, I'd be sick. I'd be so angry. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, but I Googled it because I was like, ooh, what's this? And I wanted to find out all the details. And it was just, I don't know, it was just quite a, a nice little moment of victory against piggish men, essentially. Yeah, nice one. I mean, in a way, I mean, I'm super happy it happened that he got fired. But, like, I'm surprised mm. he could get fired for something he did outside of work. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, same, actually. I think it's because it, it became so public because these, you know, public... Yeah figures in australia these fe- like feminists like they I, I can't remember who their names are i feel really bad but um yeah they picked up on it basically and were just like this is utterly unacceptable um you know mm-hmm. basically calling him out so but yeah it's horrible i just uh it's disappointing to yeah. see that shit like that happens still because i think i don't know i like to think we get like we're getting better you know yeah but um it's going to take a while. It's going to take a few more generations, I reckon. How old were the girls? I was think the guy? you're right. Uh, you know? 20, 29, actually, so our age. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, which is quite. I mean, it's... if he was 18, I'd be extra disappointed. Because right, I think that's it. Gonna... I'm hoping yeah. Gen Z is coming to save us all with like respectful, gender yes. normal, like. <laughs> Absolutely. like relations to the world but I'm yeah. probably going to be severely jaded when I realize that when they're 29 they're complete dickheads as well so I think it'd be very disappointing I, I do hope that you know the men of tomorrow are being yeah. raised in a different way right um, like also by the time whatever the gen is going to be alpha I think alpha underneath gen z mm. we go back to the start of the alphabet or something can we change it can we like start naming them after flowers or something but anyway yeah. the next <laughs> the next generation um so like you know our children's age they mm. certainly have got to be growing up in a better world right because like millennials aren't going to so. be raising their kids to be shit brains right hopefully well i hope so i, I mean i hope the you know pussy grabbing fucking idiots of today right. a history tomorrow you know like there's right. there's no there's no room for it I, I just I don't know I really I'm quite optimistic about it but um I mean similarly it, you know on the other hand I, I read something that was really poignant this week and it was like if like ladies if you knew that for 48 hours there were no men on this earth what would you do and every single woman kind of said the same thing it was kind of like I'd wear what I want and I'd walk around at night because I love being out you know after sunset yeah I never feel safe enough um and it's true because like you know walking around I I hate you know when I get back and it's quite a walk from the train station to my door um and I always call Ian like just speaking to him on the phone kind of makes me feel a bit safer you know, realistically, yeah, yeah, God, yeah, if, yeah. If, someone, if someone wants to do something, they're going to do it anyway. But um, but it's not women I'm scared of. It's, right. it's men. Mm-hmm. So it's really sad. I don't know. I feel like leaps and bounds. But also, I think for every leap and every bound, we're kind of walking back 10 steps because there's, yeah. you know, stories like this fucking kid, Thomas, Mag- whatever his name is, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, Ugh, I mean, what a world. I was thinking this is like going super deep and off topic, but I was on the train. I was spending a lot of time thinking and I was like, mm. you know, it wasn't that long ago in in generation generational terms that we had mm. slavery and we had yeah. like, you know, really fucked up shit going on and wars yeah. and holocausts and, and holocausts are still mm-hmm. happening and slavery is still happening. And I'm like, we're making some changes, but as yeah. a world we're pretty much the same because we have these really fucked up ideals about um, power. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. it, when did some, like to what advantage was it that the people in power started giving up power and why? Mm. Because now yeah. they're pushing back and saying, I didn't actually want to free my slaves or I didn't actually want to give women the vote. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but you gave up your power because we made you, mm. I guess. But yeah. now what, we're not equal no one's equal so there's this weird i think like stasis that's happening right now and like you're Mm. feeling it in america especially like people are not equal (laughs) and people are not sharing power and there's no there's no like reason that for people to actually have an equal and fair world because the system isn't set up to be equal and fair no and i'm just like how does one change it you don't like it it wasn't that long ago that we all had to like be ruled completely by a king and by knights mm-hmm. and by you know what I mean like yeah. to to put a European spin on it so it's like you know just mind blowing to me that we are where we are and I don't know what's going to happen in the future but I really hope it like evens out but who knows mm-hmm. I was like I could definitely see it going fully back to like serfdom and I'm gonna have to like have a farm one day <laughs> oh, good I can see it that. like because it just anyway. Society's crazy. The patriarchy sucks. Go women. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Everything sucks. And I'm sure you saw yesterday's debate between Trump and Biden. Oh, God. So, uh, oh, God. Yeah, I let's not watch. talk about that. Let's um, let's not. Let's honestly. not. I just cannot. Deep breaths. <laughs> right. Oh, I have to give you a point or not. Right. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> sorry. I just got really distracted by, like, our world. Um. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to give you a point because uh, I think it's important to keep yourself informed of all of Mm. the sexual harassers that are out there. And Thomas McGurk, you are one of them. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Amen. Amen, sister. (sighs) Right. I think I I suspect with your next Google, we're going to take a little sharp left turn uh, (laughs) to the Battle of Dunbar. Mm. Tell me more. Right. So I was on the train again. Um, mm-hmm. And my mom has like find my friends on her phone. So she was tracking me on my way back from Scotland, mm-hmm. which is very cute. And she sent me this message that was like, oh, you're just passing the battlefield of Dunbar. And I was like, Ooh. cool. <laughs> and then, then nice. she said, um, you're and then it, I, I think it's 10 great. So you're great, 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 great. Grandfather was captured in that battle and sent to America as an indentured servant speaking really and i was like what tell me more (laughs) yeah so yeah like the the battle the skirmish was the first one i think in the cromwell um attempt of taking over scotland because scotland had recognized this is a little bit of english civil war history for people who don't know but basically scotland had uh recognized prince charles or sorry king charles ii uh after cromwell beheaded king charles first mm. and cromwell was like no no you can't recognize the new king fuck that shit i'm the whatever he was like dictator mm. dude 
So they sent some troops up to Scotland. Um, they were attempting, I guess, to take Edinburgh, but they were kind of retreating at this point. So Dunbar is just south of Edinburgh. Um, and the battle took place uh, on a hill it's called like Dune Hill or something, very Scottish. Mm-hmm. And the Scots thought they had the advantage, so they went and advanced on the English. They lost really terribly something. The numbers differ here, but something to the tune of 6,000 men were taken as prisoners of war. And then they got mm. marched down to um, Durham, which is quite far oh, yeah. to march. And so I think quite mm. a few of them died on the way. It's very sort I'm of holocaust Perilous. Yeah. Um, and those that survived were shipped to different um, sort of, I guess, colonies to be servants. Mm. So my great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather was shipped to Boston, of all places. And oh, he went into servitude for six or seven years and then was freed and was given property in Connecticut and had the children that went on to become my, like my parents, my grandparents. So, oh, yeah, God. I was like, I had no idea. Like, I I sort of knew I was maybe Scottish, but I had no idea. Like, somebody fought in that war yes. and then got, like, yeah. captured by the English and sent to America against his will. <laughs> oh, my God. So you're, you're not American by choice, essentially. Right? I mean, <laughs> that's pretty clear. <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah guilty yeah guilty so yeah god that's so weird i love like family genealogy like that that's because you've got i mean we've covered this in a few episodes uh a few episodes ago sorry that you're a bit swedish as well yes Mm -hmm. on the other side of the family Mm -hmm. so shit you've got scottish swedish what else are we dealing with here well potentially welsh as Love I it. messaged you, amen. yeah. So in the Wales. same breath, I've said amen so many times. Amen. What's <laughs> wrong with me? In the same breath as my mom sent me like a screenshot of her genealogy and was like, "Here are all yeah. the great, 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 great grandfathers." I saw somebody from your little part of Wales, and I was like, "Yo, Rachel, check this out. We might be related." <laughs> No, but oh, I, I text my dad actually because dad's really into genealogy and we, yeah, I was right. We've definitely got Morgans in our family. Mm. Um, I think it, well, I'll have to delve in deeper, but I was like, I mean, I, I don't know how common the name Morgan is for that time in that era, sure. but I mean, to be honest, like if, you, if you've ever been to that part of Wales, it's all pretty, you know, close quarters. It's not so... Or how are you doing, cousin Chloe? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So if, <laughs> if in fact, they do kind of go back to the same time. So it would have been a Morgan from 1650-ish mm. that came to America. And it was their children. that It was them and then the Scottish guy, in fact, that had ch- kids that married each other. So ah. that's how it kind of comes down to me, we think. But yeah, so potentially a bit Welsh, a bit Cornish, and pretty Irish as well on the other side. But I Mm. think they're like Scots-Irish that came over from Scotland and settled in Northern Ireland and were probably complete dickheads. So, you know, I don't want to go too far into that. Sorry, Ireland. Well, Well, there's a lot of Irish in America anyway, right? Yeah, especially Mm. where I grew up because that was kind of the main port for sending mm. over the Irish and ah, evidently Scottish okay. slaves. So, like, when they all got freed, they just settled where they were, got dumped, basically. <laughs> <laughs> dumped. Bosh. Here's your new life. Enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Super fun. Oh. We don't talk about it, but America had a lot of white slavery going on at the time, too. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
it's a huge no, just no to slavery. Huge isn't just it? no, like no matter what. But uh, yeah, fucking dark, isn't it? Yeah. Um. All right, cool. Well, I actually want to give you a point based on the fact that we actually might be slightly related. I would love that. I mean, to, that many generations ago, we're all probably related if you think about well, it, if you're true. from the UK, you know, but yeah. the fact that we might actually share a legit ancestor we can point to would be quite cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty damn cool, actually. I'd be like, oh, that's where we get on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, you've got two points. Oh, nice eight. one. All right. So your next Google search uh, is going to be on my, my favorite topic for this podcast, I think. Um, where does the coil sit? Ooh, the coil. Um, okay. So for the American listeners, I guess you call it the IUD. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I, we probably yeah. talk, say it's a coil as well. Depends. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a weird one. I think... I don't know, I've just found myself talking about contraception a lot lately with mm. different friends and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, and one of my friends was like, cause, oh, that was it. I, I was really nauseous yesterday, like just out of nowhere. And um, my friend was like, oh, my God, you're not pregnant, are you? Like as a joke, as a joke. Right, and I was right. like, absolutely not. Like I've still got a good few months of my coil. And she was like, wait, do you like, take that thing out yourself I was like no are you joking like do you know where it sits right she was like no so I googled where does the coil sit just purely for a visual representation sure. of how fucking high up Ooh. my human being it is <laughs> it's yeah. literally the center of my uterus right because um, it goes it has to go past your cervix doesn't it yeah 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 so you know to, to yeah bleh, to get it inverted <laughs> oh my god it's i can't even massive. begin to think about the pain i can't, I can't oh the thing is right i have this lovely friend rosie and she's a delicate we call i, I call her personally my, my my lovely little english rose yeah because she's just so softly spoken you know rosie yeah um lovely beautiful little thing um and she, we were talking about, you know, I was like, oh, I need some form of new contraception. Like hormones are just not agreeing with me. Like I've got enough of them coursing through my fucking veins and brain. <laughs> I don't need any more. Uh, and she was like, oh, have you thought of the coil? And I was like, well, quite frankly, Rosie, no, because hideous, pain, awful, nasty. And um, she was like, no, it's absolutely fine. I was like, well, what? I was like, no, did it hurt you? She was like, no. Nah. And I was like, well, if Rosie can handle it, I think yeah. I'll be all right, right? Um, either she's got the pain threshold pain threshold of a Viking or, <laughs> or I'm a pussy. But I, right. oh, my God, it was nasty. It was nasty. I, yeah, I went in there and the lady, oh, she was so nice. She was such a posh doctor. She was like, Rachel, my darling, I know it's awkward. I know it hurts, but I really do need you to relax. I was like, are you joking? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've got speculum coming my way. Um, and then she had to numb me. So you get numbing injections yeah. in your cervix. Imagine that. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah. And then it goes up and it keeps on going up oh, no. and up and up. And it feels like it's just below your chin, quite frankly. Um, yeah, it sits very high. Um, but once it's up there, it's brilliant. It's 
the best thing uh, in the world, actually. I, I, you know, I haven't got any extra hormones that I don't need. I feel quite steady. Um, but yeah, it was just uh, kind of explaining where it sits in in the body. Mm. But um, um, but but whilst we're on it though, it it opened up such a wide conversation about contraception because obviously that's nasty. I mean, I'm sure you've tried different different oh, kinds yeah. as well. Mm. So like, you know, you've got the pill, which messes with your hormones and your weight and your appetite and your libido and headaches and there's all sorts, right? Mm-hmm. But I came across this quote, right? Are you ready for this? Because it actually blew my mind. Hit me. Hit Right, ready? Are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. Okay, right. So one man can impregnate nine women every day for nine months. Those are 2,430 pregnancies. One woman can only get pregnant once within nine months. Even if she beds nine men every day within nine months, that is one pregnancy within nine months. One pregnancy. So clearly, society is placing the birth control responsibilities on the wrong gender. Wrong gender sorry. Wow. Science is busy making pills and hormone-altering devices for the wrong person. Oh, I love Mike that. Drop. Mike Mike drop. drop. <laughs> Why? How yeah, fucking man. insane is that? It's at that point it's not about population control, is it? No, not at all. It's just about uh pff, fuck it, give it to the women. Mhm. It's just not oh god, I've become such a raging feminist this this last week. And as you should, because I don't know if you've seen some of the stuff going on in America, not that you're American, but just like seeing how delicate the rights that we think we have are. Mm, Because uh, RBG, rest her soul, passed away. And before she's even buried in the ground, Trump's trying to put a new justice in there, which is, by the way, something that the Republicans didn't let Obama do when a similar situation happened at the end of his presidency. But whatever. Um, and so this person he's trying to put in is going to help uh, overturn Roe v. Wade, which is the, um, uh, the the ruling that says women can have birth control and have abortions and we have equal rights. <laughs> and, oh, uh, yeah, those, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's, there's fundamental things that are going to keep loads of women healthy and their reproductive lives, you know, on track. Um, but anyway, yeah. so in America, it's really sad because it's already ha- it's already been overturned basically at the state level oh, in a couple states since trump took over and it's gonna just get worse and if women don't have the accurate um or the, the ability to access health care and take care of pregnancy related mm. issues and to not have pregnancies we're just going to see so many poor people with kids they can't afford and yeah. raising a society that's fucked up and they're gonna have really bad reproductive health for themselves and of be course. trying to like self-abort and die and oh just, it's bad guys so <laughs> yeah know, no, it's, it's quite important to be actually. a feminist and it's important to say you know oh absolutely hey no. this isn't maybe the the way we as a society should be operating you know mm, yeah i just feel like i've got this this weird like I feel like I've always had this dormant anger about feminist issues, but they're right at the surface this week. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. I mean, if I'm going to be transparent, my period is due in three days. So <laughs> I, feel, I feel 
feel like it's all bubbling to yeah. the surface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, your uterus yeah, is like, give me a fucking placard. I'm ready to storm the stage. Yeah, like fucking yeah. I'm gonna fucking get myself to. I'll fucking swim there, and I will. You know, I'm just angry this week. It's yeah. really, I don't know, more so than I've ever felt before. Actually, I just feel like I'm reading so much shit that is pissing me off. Quite frankly. Yeah. As it should. I mean, the thing you said about placing the birth control on the wrong gender. It's wrong. It's like, at that point, like I said, you're, it's not about population control. It's not about preventing pregnancies. No. Because you don't want children. Because clearly if you no. didn't want children, you'd stop men from fucking people. Absolutely. You're preventing yeah. your wife from being impregnated by another guy, essentially. is You're yeah. controlling her ability to reproduce with somebody that's not exactly. you. And you're yeah. putting shame on having accidental pregnancies and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And yeah. women have to take the pill or they're like sluts. And like, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's just like, exactly. But also you are a slut if you take the pill because that means you are having sex. So it's like. Exactly. How dare you? I, you know? It's, I, you can't win. You can't win. No, it's just all wrong. And I, I think I read an article and it was like, oh, we're, we're trialing or, um, you know, we're kind of experimenting with different forms of male uh, contraceptives. But, uh, you know, the uh, side effects include uh, headaches. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, and? What, is that and? it? Is that it? <laughs> and, and, and what? Sorry, and? What? Yeah, what? Are you joking? Like, oh, reduced uh... aggression. Oh, I'm sorry. Reduced aggression? Yeah, it fucks with your mood. <laughs> okay, well, let me tell you my list of side effects. I have increased yeah. aggression and yeah, exactly. bleeding out of my in- eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, emotional instability, uncontrollable hunger uh you know yeah. libido's fucked i'm sad you know i had i on. took the mini pill once because oh, okay don't. so i was taking the normal the, the pill that the pill the with the devil. capital tp mm. and it was giving me um uh blood clots in my brain so oh, yeah so i obviously had to come off that straight away before i had a seizure that's the thing and then they put me on the mini pill and I bled for four months straight four months straight oh. of bleeding I was like so iron deficient it was uncomfortable yeah, uh, exactly. and they were like you just gotta keep going with it because eventually yeah, your body like, will honey. stabilize and I was like oh honey I don't think so <laughs> yeah no, absolutely not I can't it's awful I think you know it, it, it it's always just an unpleasant experience kind of controlling um your own body's fertility because it's yeah. just i mean it's always going to be there but oh i don't know i just get so angry yeah i'm so angry Chloe, especially too. because i'm about to give draco the male contraceptive he's about Sugar. to get an implant that works like a female implant which mm. will make his little bits shrink and his uh ability to produce sperm go away mm. and i was like wait so you have this for dogs yeah, give it to the human. <laughs> it's like, can we just inject this in every man that I know? <laughs> oh, fucking hell, it does my head in. It's wrong. <laughs> and the only saving grace about contraception in this country, at least, is that it's free. That's right. the only saving grace. That is it. Oh, hang because on to that, girl, because if, if yeah. Bojo and the Trump Trumpians in this country oh. get a hold of your rights... There, that's going away, babe. Oh my god, I could talk about this forever. Anyway, oh, okay, I'm gonna try to shed myself of the anger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just so angry and PMS. 
Right. Well, okay. Analyzing your Google search, initially mm. was into it. Initially was like, yeah, coils, pain, mm. we're, we're brave. Mm. But I'm just so yeah. angry that we have to have coils and we have to have <laughs> this bullshit that I'm not going to give you a point because I hate the patriarchy. My girl. My <laughs> girl. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Cool. So we're at 2-1. Well, again, taking a sharp left turn. Uh, yes. This is your final search. Right. And it's Gift of Fortune Welsh Love Spoon. I know exactly what they look like. They're beautiful. <laughs> For the listeners' sake. For the listeners. So, a Welsh love spoon is a traditional gift that is given by sometimes a suitor um, who's trying to woo a lady um, at the beginning of a courtship, but mm-hmm. also is traditionally given at things like marriages or birth of children and christenings and kind of important moments in people's lives that are familial mm. um and i don't know exactly when they originated but they go back like quite a while it's kind of a folk um piece of folk history and mm-hmm. i say that because there is a brilliant museum which i don't know the name of probably like bangor welsh history museum <laughs> <laughs> up in bangor uh, that I actually went on a first date to because I'm a weirdo and that's where I decided to take my date on a first date. Oh, that's lovely. I love that. It was that. cute. I thought it was cute. We ended up together. Mm. So, you know, it worked. But uh, <laughs> the it was a very sweet little museum kind of tucked away behind the cathedral and it just takes you through like traditional Welsh things that happen in the countryside. So like, you know, holidays, name days, um, traditional Christmas traditions and things like that. And one of the Mm -hmm. things that they talked about was a Welsh love spoon. I got really interested in that. And then I started seeing them everywhere. Like something that you just didn't quite notice before. All of a sudden you're like, oh, this is in like every tourist shop ever in Wales. And you're like, oh, that's what that is, you know. Um, And they have a similar tradition in Sweden, actually. I went to a Swedish history museum when I was there as a child. And I remember this being a similar type of exchange of gifts. I'm not sure if it was a spoon or not, but something like that. I was like, that's quite sweet. So that must be at least dating back as far as I would say, like the Celts and Viking type stuff. Yeah. Um, And for this reason, I purchased a Welsh love spoon for my friend's wedding that just happened in Scotland. Yeah, it's the perfect wedding gift. Yeah, because they met in Wales. um, So I tried to theme everything a bit Welsh for them. And uh, yeah, the... The spoons have different meanings, so I didn't really describe what they look like, did I? So they're wooden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they're usually like, I don't know, probably the size of like a mixing spoon, but they're yeah. quite wide um, and they're not mm-hmm. practical. Like you probably wouldn't use the spoon for anything. Oh, no, you can't use them. Can you? <laughs> I mean, you could, but you shouldn't. Um, mm-hmm. But they're engraved really nicely. They have a lot of different designs, and the designs have different symbolic meanings for different things. So mm-hmm. the one that I gave them, which was the Good Fortune one, has um, hearts mm-hmm. in the shape of like a good uh, four-leaf clover and a little diamond, which mm-hmm. means prosperity. Um, so it's a nice gift for like a wedding or like a, a commitment ceremony or something. Um, yeah, yeah. But I gave my my dad's a Welsh love spoon for their wedding as well a while back and that had like a little they called them a Cajun ball design which is really well sculpted like I don't even can't even imagine how you carve this but you carve and hollow out the spoon in such a way that there's actually little balls inside this encasement I can't even describe it but it's all done in one carving so it's 
Yeah, it's, in, it's, it's insane, crazy. isn't it? The craftsmanship yeah. is quite... It's yeah, be- yeah. beautiful, these spoons. Um, oh, I love them. And the ball in cage design means, like, how many children you're going to have. So I got my, my dad's oh. two two little balls from me and my stepbrother Turner. So anyway, oh. they're beautiful. If you have never seen a Welsh love spoon, I would recommend oh. you Google them and, and them check them out because they're really nice. And mm-hmm. there's, you know, not that many craftsmen that make them in wales i just mm. from this google um and they're, yeah. they're populating these these like gift stores so oh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, totally. <laughs> thing is as a welsh person it's like if you go to a wedding or you go to i don't know like i wanted well <laughs> didn't happen but i was meant to go to australia and like meet ian's parents for the first yeah. time and i was like oh i want to bring them a welsh spoon so like a, a, a welsh love spoon so i bought them one it's just the perfect so gift. Sweet. Yeah. You can imagine, like, you'll probably get six or seven Welsh love spoons at your wedding. <laughs> oh, God, I hope so. No, because they're beautiful. And, like, my parents have got a few on their wall. And, um, oh, they're just lovely. I really like them. It's um, And it's so traditionally Welsh. And, like, um, yeah, we went to a French wedding and my parents got them a Welsh love spoon. And they oh. loved it because they were like, oh, my God, it's so, like, kitschy and cute. And we were like... <laughs> Actually, it's years and years of tradition, but you know, if you think it's kitschy, that's fine. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, they're lovely. I love them. Oh, did they like it? I don't think they've opened it yet, but I'm sure oh, they will. Oh, you should. Ah, they're brilliant. I love them. Yeah. Oh, I oh, I don't have any actually. Well, you're back. And I guess I'm not married. Yeah, don't you worry. Don't you worry. You'll definitely be getting one from me anyway. Oh, thanks, babe. So I'm gonna get a surge of love spoons. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be all of a sudden very in with love spoons. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Oh, I really want to have a house to decorate and have love spoons. Oh, that'd be so sweet. Oh, lovely. Well, I want to give you a point again. I'm feeling very. I've, I've enjoyed all your searches this week. Oh, actually. thank you. Yeah, because like I think honestly, impeccable gift for a wedding. Thank you. Um, a love spoon. To be honest, I would have been annoyed if you'd got them anything else. I think it's just a perfect wedding. <laughs> so, three out of three, Chloe. Oh, wow. First time for everything. Uh, yeah. you got a clean sheet. Amazing. Right. So, your last Google is oh, something I have never it. heard of. Uh, so, do enlighten me. What is Raynaud sim- syndrome? Oh, this is quite boring. Um, <laughs> oh, I forgot. Oh, I forgot I Googled this. Um, Raynaud syndrome. So, Obviously, I don't know if you feel it too, but I'm kind of mourning the summer a little bit, actually. Mm, I don't feel that, unfortunately. No, because you love autumn, don't I'm you? I'm into autumn, yeah. Yeah, well, I am too, so long as I'm dressed for it, basically. Right. And I thought I was dressed for it the other day. I was wearing a hoodie and a jacket and jeans and boots. To be honest, I thought I'd completed autumn. I thought, like, you know, I thought I'd completed the autumn game. Like, right, yeah. You um, leveled up to a, you can't level up anymore. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I was sitting in this, uh, well, the little park opposite your house with Abby and the dog. And I, my hands got really cold. And when my hands get cold, two or three of my fingers at a time turn completely white oh weird like completely white um and numb so I can't feel them at all 
and I was like, okay, this is weird. It's nowhere near cold enough for this to happen. This is really annoying. And I was just like sat there, you know, trying to hang out whilst flicking my fingers, trying to like make them, you know, turn skin color again. Um, and I Googled it. I was like, well, what does it mean when your fingers turn white in the cold? And apparently it's a syndrome called Raynaud's and it can be caused by stress, huh. which I'm like, eh, I mean, 2020 hasn't been the kindest. Has it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, but yeah, it's like a, a weird, yeah, like stress slash um, circulation thing. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not. Don't lie to me. That's a really boring Google. Well, no, I mean, it's interesting because so what causes it? It's like it stress presumptively cuts off circulation to certain fingers. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and it can happen in your fingers or and or toes. Um, for me, it's just my fingers. That's um, so bizarre. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, yeah, because it kind of looks. It looks really creepy because it's just your fingers and they turn white, um, but not all of them. For me, it's just like my baby finger always and my middle fingers, it tends mm. to be. Um, but yeah, I guess, I don't know. I don't know what to do because I am stressed. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not been the best year. It's not been the kindest. So there was no treatments available? It's just kind of you live with it? No, it's just kind of like wear more clothes. (laughs) Oh, I see. Yeah, wear more clothes and kind of try and sort out your circulation, basically, by, um, I don't know, like doing more exercises and try and keep your stress levels down, that sort of thing. There was definitely somebody, this is ringing a bell in my past, and I can't at all place who they were or why they knew them mm. but they used to have something where when it was cold they would have to go run their fingers under hot water oh yeah something that, was that. messed up with them and maybe it was that well that is the quickest um like solution because mm. honestly they're so numb you, you can't you can't do anything you can flick it all you want and it just doesn't it's really odd but um you know in, in severe cases they turn blue but that hasn't right. happened to me yeah, I think this person's fingers would turn blue that I recall. Ooh, yeah, and they no were mind. Like, don't... Get me to a sink. <laughs> yeah, please. Have you got a sink? <laughs> yeah, so we had to go in because I was just like, no, without in my hand. Um, but yeah, they're they're okay now. But I think I'm in for a few months of that. But I I do think though, to be honest, I think it was like a classic. I'm sure you're guilty of it too. You know, like a hypochondriac search. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely prone to those. Well, but at the so. same time, like, you know, my fingers don't turn white and numb in the cold. So fair enough to Google it because yeah. if it was something more serious as in, you know, it's an indication that your circulation is so fucked that you have like a blocked artery or something, you know, you want to know. Well, yeah, <laughs> that was it. I, I think the following Google was, can you die from Reynolds? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Google, well, am I dying? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> hence the name. Hence the name. Oh God. But yeah, I'm sorry. That that was a that was a very boring Google. But um, right. I can tell you that my hands right now are in fully full working order, quite pink actually in hue. 
so that's good and uh, do you have yeah. i mean this is unrelated to the google search but do you have like hypermobility in your fingers or are they do you and do you know what i mean by that <laughs> Yeah, no, I I know what you mean. And absolutely not is the answer. They, uh, nothing. My fingers are so, yeah. The only thing that's weird about my hands is my baby fingers are so crooked. Hmm. And I have no idea why. They're just absolutely, well, fucked. I've got ugly hands. (laughs) I like your hands, actually. I think I have ugly hands because they're kind of plumpy. No, no, no. You're the second person this week to be like, oh, I hate my hands. They're plumpy and weird. and uh. But that that's that's a winner because my, my hands, honestly, I reckon if you put them in like a, a row and be like, guess the hands of the woman who is in her 50s. I reckon you'd pick them. <laughs> Seriously, they're so wrinkly. I have right. noticed I've been kind of creeping on people's hands recently. I don't know why. I'm a weirdo about people's hands. I really am. <laughs> and really I've, kind of, I've noticed some people who have very old hands for like yeah, the I'm age. One of them. And <laughs> you're like, and I'm a I'm a card carrying member. Is it is it? Do you think a combination of like sun damage and smoking in your case, or is it just genetic? I'm just she I'm just smoking. trying to help you out. Um, <laughs> I think, I think, I don't know, actually, because if I put my hands next to mum's, uh-huh. my hands definitely look older than mum's, and mum is 60, so. Interesting. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't know. I think the weird thing is as well, because I've always had, I mean, for the record, nothing else about my body is skinny, right? But I've always had these weird skinny wrists. Right. And from the wrist down... I'm so skinny. <laughs> right. I mean, I think that's why I'm jealous of your hands is that it, they're the hands of a very slender lady. <laughs> well, no, no, they're old ladies because they're so thin and there's no malnutrition left. No, they're horrible because my wrists look really weird. And like, I don't know. I'm looking at them now and I'm like, honestly, I reckon if I put it across like a handrail, if I slammed my arm, it would snap. Oh, stop. Like, it's horrible. Do you yeah. think that's part of Raynaud's syndrome is that you just aren't get there's no like space for enough blood to get to your hands because your wrists are so tiny? Oh my god, I've got so many Googles to do after this. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like it kind of makes sense if you're saying your hands are kind of withered. <laughs> that, like, yeah, my hands are withered. It's because there's not enough blood. blood getting to them to make them plumpy. <laughs> I reckon I should get like hand implants. Like, you know, you know. Like, <laughs> Lip injections for your hands. I'd be like, oh my god, your hands are so voluptuous. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. I know. <laughs> These are the hands of a wealthy person. <laughs> These are the hands of a hand model. But that's the thing, right? Modeling is all about being skinny until it comes to your fucking hands, and then they look withered. So yeah. can't even be a hand model. Ah, <laughs> I'm annoyed. Well, do I get a point for that? Um. Yeah, because I'm no, you do because I'm all about uh, the hypochondriac searching, and I like that it literally was in keeping with the title of this podcast. So, (laughs) point two. Oh, thanks, babes. Well, do you know what? Actually, we've outdone ourselves because this week there is a clear winner, and that is you. Hey. Um. Yes. Well done. (laughs) You get um. 
Oh, I want to give you a prize. Ooh. I don't know what. I'm going to Devon this weekend, so I'll bring you back a prize. We'll talk about that. I'm not sure whether it's COVID friendly, but also I miss my friend. So I'm going to see my friend. (laughs) Well, they haven't locked down England yet. So you've got. No, not yet. I don't think they they ever will. They don't care. They don't care. It's hard to tell. I wear face masks and I've got three kinds of hand sanitizer. Someone told me the other day that they know someone that wore a hazmat suit on the airplane. Oh, God. (laughs) And I just really wish I had a photo of it. Oh, I'd love that. I'd quite like a hazmat suit, actually. It's like a onesie, but really safe. I think it was like someone I work with's like girlfriend. He was like, yeah, like Jody or whatever her name is, like wore a hazmat suit on the plane. Okay, now. (laughs) Fair play. Fair Fair play. play. Absolutely. I reckon they're quite... um... You'd look, they're quite becoming, I reckon. I reckon no one looks bad in a hazmat suit. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it would really cover up a lot of the issues in the places that I have issues with in my body, you know. No more exactly. double chin because it's covered by a complete, you know, helmet scenario. No more oh. rolls and wobbly bits because you've Stop got this it. giant plastic tent. <laughs> Stop it. Stop talking about your body in this way. Do you know what? I'm going to cut you off because A... I hate your negative language and B, I need a piss. Okay. <laughs> well, it was lovely to yes. play this game with you. Absolutely. Congrats to myself on the win, I guess. And yes. uh, we'll see you guys soon. Yes, see you next week. Bye. Bye.